David Poyle, Barry Trotz, and John Hines give their end-of-year media availabilities, and there are three big things that came out of that that we need to talk about today. It's causing a lot of buzz around Smashville. Plus, Hot Take Tuesday. We asked you for some hot takes on the postseason and the Preds' upcoming offseason. What are some of the best ones? We'll dive into those today on the Locked on Predators podcast. Your Locked on Predators, your daily podcast on the Nashville Predators. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Predators your first listen of the day every single day. We are your free daily Nashville Predators podcast available to you wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. I'm Nick Morgan. I'm a writer at PenaltyBoxRadio.com, and I have a partner in crime. You do. I'm Ann Kimmel. I'm a writer at InsideThePreds.com. Also want to mention today's show is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. Uh, Playoffs officially underway, and we saw a good uh, first slate of games last night. Uh, You still feeling good about your bracket? Still feeling good about your picks after what we saw? Um, Mostly, I feel okay about it. I mean, Edmonton, what are you doing? Yeah. But I think they're going to rebound. We're going to be fine. Edmonton's going to win the cup. Nobody panic. Yeah. I uh, kind of regret making that Edmonton is going to sweep pick right about now. But, uh, <laughs> you meant but yeah. in five. You yes, meant in five. Yes, I meant it in five. Uh, I did not foresee them absolutely imploding at the end of the game. That was I probably should have because that's the Edmonton Oilers way. But hey. Uh, but yeah, I feel like there's a lot of them, especially ooh, that Minnesota Dallas series. Oh my that, gosh. That is going to be a fun series to watch if you're a fan. Uh, yes. cause I feel like the, the playoff nastiness has just ramped it up a little bit. Yeah. That was game one and it was spicy. My friends. Oh my gosh. Great series. Yeah. More coming up tonight, uh, which I'm sure we'll have something to talk about. You know, and you know, what's something we haven't seen this postseason. What's that? The Nashville Predators. Oh, ouch. Come on. <laughs> uh, as, as we mentioned, this is the first time since 2014 the Nashville Predators are not in the postseason, which means it's time to start looking for the offseason. And of course, as with every good NHL team, the offseason begins with the final media availabilities from the coach and GM this time, the coach and GMs, Barry Trotz and David Poyle, the Statler and Waldorfs of the Nashville Predators now. <laughs> um, some interesting stuff that came out Ooh. of it, and um, some of it which we're not going to get to all today, which means stay tuned for plans for tomorrow's episode. Um, but overall, I think there was, you know, there's two things I think we got out of this. One is I think we got a clear picture for how the Predators want to build this team. Mm-hmm. Two, uh, we realize there may be some more question marks about some current members of the Nashville Predators than maybe we anticipated this time last week. 
Yeah, I would agree with you. I think overall, the vibe of the press conference, the vibe of Barry Trotz, David Poyle moving forward is very positive. I think they feel encouraged about what they saw at the end of the season. I think it makes the path forward for the Predators a little bit more clear. So there's some encouragement there. But I agree with you. There were a couple of things said yesterday in this press conference that made me go, hmm, mm -hmm. what does that really mean? And there's a, like you said, there is a lot to unpack from it. We can't do it all on today's episode. Tomorrow's episode, oh, we're definitely going to unpack some juicy stuff from it. But yeah, I think we were left. I was surprised. I thought I would leave with more answers about the future of the Predators than what I did. There are three main quotes that I want to talk about today. One is, I think, gives us more of a clear idea of what this next direction of the National Preds is going to be like. Two quotes that are causing a little bit of, dare say, controversy. Uh, and again, a, a, in another topic that we will get to later this week uh, that we'll, we'll dive into in a second. But first, let's talk about what the vision for the Nashville Predators is moving forward. Because I think the big question a lot of people had after the trade deadline was, is this, is this a true rebuild? Mm -hmm. Are we going to go all in with the youth? Are we going to trade whoever we can, all the veterans, whatnot? Um, and, you know, the vibe I got from at least Barry Trotz is not necessarily a full rebuild, kind of more along the lines of, okay, we're going to hone in on the good players and young players we do have and kind of build around that. But nothing that says we're going to absolutely start from scratch. The tank right. is on. Uh, we're going to go all in and, you know, stockpile draft picks for guys like UC Soros or anything like that. It seems more of a Barry Trotz kind of saying it's like, you know, kind of getting the impression that he likes at least – some most of the building blocks he has right now. I would agree. I think Barry Trotz speaks like the Predators are in a good position for a reset, a rebuild. And it's not going to be a teardown. You know, one of the things that Poyle said and Trotz said over and over again is, you know, they've got this great goaltending to kind of be the spine of whatever is coming next. So for anybody who's wondering if they're going to trade Saros in the off season, the vibe is not happening. So we can maybe put that one to rest, but I do think that they're feeling like instead of being at step one of a rebuild, there may be at step four, five, six of a rebuild. They're not saying they're not going to make some good moves, but they're also not doing a huge teardown. They're looking at, at what they've learned in these last 20 games about the youth. They're going to take a nice, hard, long look at some of these veterans in the offseason and in training camp. And, you know, Trotz talked about, will I add a big piece from free agency or not? So a lot of options on the table, but I agree with you. This is not a team that's looking to tear it down and to start from scratch again. That's not where the Predators are. Yeah, I don't know if you've listened to uh, 32 Thoughts this week with uh, Elliot Friedman, but uh, you can tell Jeff Merrick was kind of starting to ask him. They were talking about the Preds, and he was kind of starting to ask him. And it's like, okay, do, let's say you have UC Soros, oh, you know, you're, you're transitioning to young, and uh, Elliot Friedman stopped. And it's like, no, 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 I know what you're going to ask, and the answer is no, that's no. stupid. Yes. <laughs> I said, no, that's stupid. <laughs> 
Um, right. So I feel like a as well connected as Elliot Friedman is. I feel like he he probably knows something about what the Nashville Predators are going to do with UC Soros right now. Right. Um, in terms of Barry Trotz, you know, we as fans kind of know what it takes. You know what we would like to see as the team composition that we think is best suited for the NHL. Um, you know, how he wants his team to, how we, you know, a good team should play all of that. What does Barry Trotz think is going to be the identity of the Nashville Predators moving forward? When we, he listed off his off season checklist, mm-hmm. I guess you would call it. Anne. he revealed some interesting answers that I think kind of paint the picture for how we think this Nashville Predators team is going to be built. Let's listen to that soundbite and talk about it. Looking to get faster. Uh, I want to add some size in key positions, and I want to add some more, a little more skill, so we can we can score a little bit more. We can score now. Uh, we need a full roster, uh, but we will. I want to add some skill. That's the, the, the that's where the the um, uh, I think the league's going, and so we have some of that coming. But you're gonna we're gonna have to be patient uh, all the time here, just because the um, what you see in short. In a, in a short span of 20 games, you saw young players max out. Can they do it for 82? I don't have that answer, uh, but, I, but you're hoping that you can grow that answer. I think, as you see, this is a, this is a men's league. Um, and when, the, when the, the top teams are, are you know, maxed out, it, it, there's, there's some distance we have to still cover. Uh, thoughts on that, Ann? I thought it was uh, encouraging. And here's why. One of the things when you bring in somebody new and somebody who has been around the league as long as Barry Trotz has, it's encouraging and refreshing to hear somebody who is understanding the way the NHL game is evolving. Barry Trotz understands that you can't stay back where the league was five years ago, 10 years ago, and win the Stanley Cup. He understands how this league is changing, what you're going to need from these players to be competitive now. And I think that's encouraging for the Nashville Predators as they look ahead. He understands what you have to add to to compete now. So I think it was very encouraging. I think he hits the nail on the head as far as skill. I think, you know, you've talked about it. We've talked about it. What does this team need? They need finishers, mm-hmm. you know, and speed. We've all you know talked about how do the Nashville Predators look on the ice against, you know, the, the former Tampa Bay Lightning that was so fast or the Carolina Hurricanes or Edmonton Oilers with speed. So I think he has a really good read on what this team needs to be competitive now in the NHL. And it's interesting. I, I can't remember if it was Trotz or Poyle. Um, in the press conference yesterday that, you know, they, he, he said, you know, we had games against Colorado and yes. um, I think you mentioned Dallas. And then he's like, those are the games that kind of made us realize how much, you know, how far we still have to go to get there. Yeah. And, and it's interesting because you talk about this predators identity and, and, you know, when, when people are saying, Oh, you know, we, we want b- the Barry Trotz years, this physical kind of, you know, hard hitting team. You know, I think a lot of people forget that the best years under Barry Trotz, you know, had guys like Paul Correa and Jason mm-hmm. Arnett 
and you know JP Dumont and Kimo Tiemann from the back end. You think about that 2012 team that got really good when they brought Alex Radeloff back in the fold, and you know both Kastitsins. So I think that you know people are kind of underestimating like Barry Trotz isn't just a run you into the ground you know, with physicality kind of guy, he's somebody who likes a strong balance. I mean, you saw that in Washington when he won a cup there. And, you know, that's, you know, the rise of guys like Kuznetsov and Burakovsky, you know, and how he used those guys. You saw that in the Islanders where they had some guys step up and, you know, really add some skill and have career years. So this isn't going to be like, you know, we're going to have one scoring line, a two-way line, and then two checking line kind of thing. I right. think you're going to see Barry Trotz uh, in the moves he makes really emphasize, you know, you know, we're going to have some checkers. We're going to have some, you know, scrappy guys, but we want to have a lot of skill and a lot of speed on uh, all four forward lines and all three defensive lines. And we're going to want a great goalie to back it up. Yep. 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 I agree. A couple of other interesting tidbits. Speaking (laughs) of coaching identities. Oh, dear. (laughs) uh, An interesting answer from Barry Trotz regarding John Hines' future, plus a comment from David Poyle on some of the young players that a lot of people are talking about online. We're going to dive into both of those quotes, plus Hot Take Tuesday coming up in a second. You guys have sent in some great hot takes in the offseason. Players that may go, players that may come in. We're going to grade them coming up in just a little bit. But first, want to mention today's episode, again, brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. It's baseball season. Grand slams, no hitters, double play, $12 beers, and cheap hot dogs. There's no better place to get in on the MLB action than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. And that's because right now, new customers can step up to the plate with a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. Just go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to sign up, place your first bet, and you get $1,000 back in bonus bets if you don't win. You think Aaron Judge is going to hit a home run today? You can bet on that. Do you think Jacob deGrom is going to have more or less than six and a half strikeouts. You can bet on that. You can also build a same game parlay with your favorite matchup of the day. Don't miss your chance to get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000 back when you join FanDuel today. Just go to fanduel.com slash locked on to sign up. FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball and the official sports book of the Locked On Podcast Network. All right, Ann. Uh, there is two other interesting quotes uh that fans are kind of chit-chatting about yes on twitter today for various reasons and there's some different takes on them uh you know some varying takes one of them regards john Hines's future with the team let's listen to what barry trotz had to say and then we can discuss sort of what we think trotz was meaning and some of the reaction online. Let's hear what he has to say. John has a contract, and as I said, this will be a process. Um, and I'm going to evaluate, you know, if from the players to the staff to, to, to John. He's that we're going to talk about his plan for next year and and go from there. That's that's the process, and you got to respect the process. It's the same process that David has gone through with me for 
a long time. So uh, I don't think he was able to answer that question right away when you asked me that. Okay, so <laughs> now yeah. I, I've I've heard this taken in two ways. I've heard a lot of people say like, oh, you know, that's you know talking about next year's contract. John Hines was at the press conference. Uh, that's a sign he's coming back. I've heard other people look at this and go, that's not necessarily a ringing endorsement of confidence. How do you take this, Anne? The best way I can describe the vibe as I walked away was that Barry Trotz was complimentary, but non-committal. And it was right. surprising to me. I'm going to be very honest. I walked into the press conference thinking for we can finally put this to rest for next season. They're going to go ahead and just say John Hines is going to finish out his contract next year. That did not happen. Now, I've spent way too much time listening back and overanalyzing like, you know, a 13 year old girl with a text. And. He's very complimentary. Barry Trotz and John Hines both talked about how their working relationship was very positive. They enjoyed working together. They have tremendous respect for each other personally and professionally. Um, but I was surprised and not sure what to do with the fact that Barry Trotz did not come out and say, look, he did say he's under contract for next year. Therefore, he will be the coach next year. That's not what was said. The yeah. other thing I want to point out is Barry Trotz was asked about the elephant in the room, Carl Taylor, mm -hmm. and mentioned, you know, Carl Taylor is also somebody who's going to be evaluated just like the players and the coaching staff and, and everybody in the organization. I walked out of this press conference more uncertain about John Hines's future than I have been recently. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes in regards to Carl Taylor, you know, there's kind of that unspoken thing. It's when you get like a coaching prospect, um, you know, in the room that you can kind of tell maybe they're grooming as head coach. Sometimes that affects, you know, the head coach, you know, situation. There's there's a situation like that, right, that playing in in Anaheim. Uh, right now, you know, Elliot Friedman reported, you know, there's some coaches that are kind of wary about taking that head coaching role because they just hired, you know, a young coach from Austria to be their AHL coach, somebody that they really want to develop. And so, right. you know, you're kind of looking and, and saying, okay, you know, if you're John Hines, is the writing on the wall here? So maybe there's there's something both ways. Um, you know, this might be a situation, you know, Milwaukee is starting their playoff run this week. That's a conversation we may not get to until True. Milwaukee ends. You know, what's what does Carl Taylor want to do? Is he going to get some offers from somewhere? Uh, do the Predators still think he's maybe their future coach? At which point, you know, does John Hines want to be a lame duck coach for one year? You know, that's those are kind of the questions that the Preds are going to have to ask themselves going into this offseason. You know, I, I agree. And I think I came in thinking, you know, talking about the job that John Hines has done. I, I thought we were going to get more of a, you know, I like what he's done. You know, we're going to take, you know, even if it's like, you know, we're going to take this a little bit of a, at a time and you know, go into next year and, you know, he's got one year left on his contract and we'll see where we are. You know, it, it left a lot more 
open-ended stuff. Yes. And, uh, you know, that means the Preds are still evaluating him. You know, I, I'm sure Barry Trotz wants to see, you know, what John Hines's vision for the team mm-hmm. is and whether or not they can work together. But, you know, going back to what I said about Carl Taylor, maybe this is also something that John Hines himself has to kind of think about. Like, True. look, you know, if Carl Taylor's the future, do I want to do one year as a lame duck head coach? Uh, and maybe, you know, kind of, you know, the way I coach is a little different than the team Barry Trotz is building or, you know, do, do I want to say, you know what, like, I, I just, if, if I, the writing's on the wall, maybe I need to look for another fit somewhere else. Yeah. If you had to wager on Heinz coming back or not coming back, where do you land after this press conference? Do you think he's going to be back? I, I still in my heart of hearts think he's going to be back, but I also think, you know, if the Preds get off to a start like they did this past season, mm. uh, the leash is going to be very short. Yeah. But I still, I, I think this is going to be more of a audition for True. John Hines and you're our guy. Let's see what you can do for this, this roster. I think this is going to be more of a Barry Trotz looking at him and going, okay, here's uh here's what i want to do i'm gonna see if you can do it and if it, if it looks like we're heading in the wrong direction or, or things aren't going we're gonna make a move yeah yeah um one other speaking of uh youth and oh my. Uh, there's one other soundbite from david poyle that a lot of people are talking about you and i talked about it a little bit before the break so this was David Poyle being asked about, you know, the influx of youth at the end of the year, you know, guys like Tomasino and Evangelista being put into place here. And, you know, here's what David Poyle had to say. And we can we can contextualize it if we need to. But let's listen to the bite first. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we can't uh, take take credit for for all those injuries to give those guys the, those opportunities. But, you know, with the sort of the, the questions and the theme Right, right now, and is like uh, the older, older players, the younger players, and the blend that's been used. You may have noticed that we've we've signed uh, Sherwood, we've signed Jankowski, we've signed McCarron. Um, I think we we already have got what a lot of teams are going to be trying to do in the off season, and that's to get their 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 depth. Like I, I can't tell you what our defense pairings and our our forwards look like next year, but I can show you a, a list of players that have a legitimate chance of making the National Predators, and it's more than 20 that dress for every every game. I like that. Okay, so there, there's two things to add in context here. One was David Boyle at the beginning kind of being like, yeah, you know, hey, those guys probably wouldn't play if Philip Forsberg and Matt Duchesne uh, don't get hurt. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is in there, you know, him mentioning guys like Sherwood and McCarron, kind of laying out the lines saying, hey, there's not necessarily a guarantee all those guys who did gangbusters this year are going to be in the NHL next year. How do you take both ends of that, Anne? I think he's just stating fact. I'm far more surprised by the response online than I am by what David Poyle said. Because here's what's real. If you don't lose Forsberg, Duchesne, Joe Hansen to injury, only hindsight, only hindsight tells you you look at 
136 pounds soaking wet Luke Evangelista and go, now there's an NHLer who needs to be up here. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like yeah, people that, who- that guy would have absorbed that hit from that Dumbo well. Right. You know, I feel like hindsight makes this a hot take from David Poyle. I don't understand people who are like, I give them no credit now for this youth movement. Tell mm. me which $8 million center performing well or not, you're pulling out of the lineup to give somebody like, you know, Phil Tomasino, Luke Evangelista, Kiefer Sherwood, a, a chance in the lineup. It's just, yeah. it doesn't make sense. Of course, the injuries are what gave the youth the opportunity. And that's how it should be, you yeah. know. So I'm confused by how dis disappointed and indignant maybe people are online that like, we were giving this franchise credit for developing and bringing up these youth and they only did it because they were forced to. Well, of course, yeah. that's why they did it. <laughs> yeah. And it, it's it's kind of interesting to see what the the end of the year looks like if some of those injuries don't happen, mm -hmm. but you still trade away guys like like what's going to happen there. And I think um, I think it was uh, it was Poyle that said, you know, specifically like we traded away Granlin to get Tommy Novak more minutes. Right. Um, so, you know, there's there's situations like that, but not necessarily like, you know. Were, were any of us expecting Luke Evangelista to be, you know, a steady presence at the end of the year? Um, I think a lot of us kind of hoped Phil Tomasino would come back, but, you know, were we expecting like him to, you know, be a full-time guy? So I'm, I'm with you and where I'm, it's, it's, it's is based on the injuries. Like at that point right. you're dealt the, the hand you're, you're dealt with, you know, if Philip Forsberg's on that team, you probably don't, see Luke Evangelista or, you know, Phil Tomasino playing as prominent as roles as they were down the stretch. You probably don't see guys like, you know, Afanasiev making his debut, but right. you know, it, it happened and the predators rolled with it. And then when it happened, you know, the predators were able to put them in all in situations that helped them succeed. So I'm with you. I, I know a lot of people are like, you know, we're, this is, this is a big deal. Um, I don't think it's a big deal yet. I think maybe it's a problem next year if you're running into the same kind of thing. You know, if you're looking at and saying, True. like, we can't, oh, Luke Evangelista is not in the top six, therefore we can't use him at all. And then True. all of a sudden you have these good players who've proven they can play very well at the NHL level in the AHL just because you quote unquote don't have a spot for him. I think that's when the sentiment becomes a problem. Um, but you know, in, in terms of credit or not, I, I think people may be reading way too much into that part. I agree. And even when the team struggled through those first 50 games, again, I come back to only hindsight makes you say we should have, you know, maybe benched some of the more experienced veterans and brought up the youth. That's just not a practical solution at that point in time. So I agree with you. I think when it will become a problem is what happens moving forward. That's when I think yeah. you're going to have a problem or have questions about how the franchise is managing its youth. Yeah. There is one other interesting thing that came from this press conference, a couple interesting things. And that was Barry Trotz's comments on Ryan Johansson. Oh my. We're not going to be able to dive into it as much as we want today. So instead, tomorrow on the Locked on Predators podcast, we're going to talk what is the future of Ryan Johansson. And for that matter, 
Matt Duchesne moving forward. Are they even going to be on the team when the Predators take the ice next year? That's coming up tomorrow on Locked on Predators. Still more to get to today, though, including your hot takes on the Predators offseason. Anna and I will grade them in just a little bit. First, I want to let you know today's episode is brought to you by our great friends at Athletic Greens. You know, Nick and I love this product. It's something that we both use every day. And if you are somebody who's wanting to improve your health, but you're tired of trying to buy and combine all the right pills and vitamins and supplements, and you just want an easier way to get healthy, you need to look into Athletic Greens and their product, AG1. So what is this AG1? Well, with one delicious scoop of AG1, you absorb 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food-sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens, and it's going to help you start your day off right. This blend of ingredients supports everything from gut health to focus, nervous system, your immune system, and the thing we all want a little bit more of, and that's energy. AG1 is a simple habit. You just take one scoop of AG1, put it in a glass of water, take it, drink it. And here's what's real. It actually tastes great. So this is a habit and a product you are not going to mind doing. It's lifestyle friendly. So whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, whether you're dairy-free, gluten-free, this is a product that you can use. And it contains less than one gram of sugar, has no GMOs, no nasty chemicals or artificial anything. And like I said, this is a product that tastes great. And here's what's cool. It costs less than $3 a day so you can invest in your health and you know what it's cheaper than that starbucks run that you do to get a little boost of energy in the afternoon so right now it is time for you to reclaim your health you can arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition it's just one scoop in a cup of water every day that is it no need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-boosting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Well, Ann, it's not just Tuesday. It's... Mm-mm. Hot Take Tuesday. Hot Take Tuesday. We have the Preds offseason now officially in full swing. So we sent you guys, the viewers, to send us your hot takes, either on the playoffs, roster moves the Preds are going to make, what's going to happen at the start of next season. And we got some spice, Ann. Oh, we did. I like some of these. Some of these really made me go, hmm, okay. All right, so let's uh, let's start things off, shall we? Here's one uh, from Graham that we got on Twitter. The Jets blow it up, and Nashville trades Edmonton's 2023 first, Nashville's 2024 first, Svechkop and Prokop for Kyle Connor. Hmm. Okay, here's where I'm at on the scale of spicy. This one is like a hot flash. Initially, it makes me sweat, but then I settle into it and I was like, interesting, interesting. Okay, Kyle Connor, 26 years old. This is a guy who's a 30 goal scorer pretty consistently. I don't know that the Predators would give up that many first round picks. I think they're really liking their bag of gold that they have. But Kyle Connor is somebody who's got skill that Barry Trotz talked about. 
Definitely got speed. He's 6'1", but size, not too shabby. Is there space for Kyle Connor if we were to add this piece? I don't know. Plus $7 million cap hit. Yeah. I'm not super opposed to this thought, though. I'm not opposed to getting Kyle Connor. Here's what makes this uh, take a Florida summer's hot take for me. Okay. Right out, right out that window oh. right there. I'm sorry to Jealous. rub it in, Ann. Jealous. Here's the thing. A... Kyle Connor. First off, you have to think that the Jets are going to blow it up. Not necessarily sure that's going to happen. In yeah, fact, I, think I think it depends. They're, they're in a pred situation where, if anything, they're probably going to go try to go all in the other way and make them a good team. Mm-hmm. I don't think the Jets are going to blow it up. Let's also talk about the proposed return. That's two first-round picks. Oof. Svechkov, who's another former first-round pick, and Luke mm-hmm. Prokop for one guy. I mean, that's like a Matthew Kachuk level <laughs> trade for, for Kyle Connor. And I think yeah. that's a little pricey. So, again, this is a Florida summer hot take. Love the idea of Kyle Connor in a Preds uniform. Yes. yes. I think the idea that A, the Jets are going to blow it up, B, that the Predators would ever give up that much for Kyle Connor. I think that's what makes it uh, spicy. Yeah. I um, here is one from our good friend. Uh, Did you get John Hines to one of our uh, favorite Twitter people? Yep. I don't see this happening, but then going for some big free agents and making some trades in the summer to get competitive again would be an interesting idea. Yeah. I actually don't think this is super hot. Like this is early morning cup of coffee on the back deck in Tennessee in May hot for me. And here's why. One of the things that Barry Trott said is that he is open to free agency. So this is something that's on the table for the Nashville Predators. They are going to be looking at some big free agents. The caveat to that is that Barry Trotz was very careful to say, I'm not just going to go out there and get a big fish. I only am going to go out there and get the right big fish. Yeah. So I will say going for his ahi ahi and or yes, is it it's mahi mahi Mahi, mahi. ahi tuna. Yes, there's too many ahis when it comes to the fish (laughs) world. Anyway, Barry Trotz. Yeah, I think you know he is very open to this, and I think if the right big free agent is out there, the Predators have the capital and the cap space to make this move. But I think it has to be the right fit. And I think Barry Trotz is going to be very particular. But if he sees that piece, he's going to go for it. Yeah. To me, this is a a pretty chilly take. Mm. This is like the you come out from a day laying on, you know, the, the back patio, your pool, you're getting some sun. And you forget your AC was on full blast when you walk oh. in. So when you're still dripping wet and heat with sun, that first blast of cold air hits you. And it's like, yeah, whoa. Yeah. That to me is this day because I think this is exactly what Barry Trotz is going to do is I think he is going to utilize. I still think he's going to you know center around the Predators youth. But I think you're going to see him utilize some player movement elsewhere to get some guys that can support those up and coming players. I don't think this is going to be like, you know, last season where the predators were clearly going for it and trying Mm -hmm. to fill up like all of their prominent spots with veterans and stuff. I think in this point, you might see them maybe fill out some of that depth so they can 
elevate, uh, you know, somebody like Tommy Novak into the top yes. six without having to worry about, okay, well then who's going to fill, you know, the third or fourth lines. Um, and, and, you know, I still think there's a possibility that they may go, go big on trying to get another uh, long-term top four defenseman. You know, you may add some decent scoring. So I, I do think the Predators are going to utilize uh, the player movement portal uh, to get, you know, a guy like that. Uh, speaking of Barry Neal on our YouTube page, his hot take was the Preds go after Alex Debrinkat, who quote has no inclination to re-sign with the Senators in the offseason. I have heard this rumor. This rumor's been out there that the Senators don't think they're going to be able to keep Alex Debrinkat. And you, what's your thoughts on this? Again. I come back to, I'm open to this. Mm -hmm. I'm open to this for sure. And again, so much, you know, it's hard to gauge the next steps for the Predators in the sense that, yes, there is so much promising youth, but we saw 20 games of promising youth and 20 game stretch is very different than an 82 game season. So how much the Predators moving forward are going to be confidently leaning on this youth is going to color what they do in the offseason. But Alex Dabrinkit, this is an interesting one. And again, I think so much comes down to fit and not even just on the ice. I think Barry Trotz is going to measure fit as far as locker room and personality. Where that falls with Alex Dabrinkit, I don't know. Yeah. But this, this I think, I think this is well worth the conversation, my friend. Yeah. This take to me is like, you put the beer in the freezer to quickly cool it down, but it doesn't <laughs> quite spend enough time yes. in there. So it's like chill, but not like ice cold because yeah. a, I, and I only say that because I, you know, the only reason this is kind of like a lukewarm is because I don't know if the Preds are actually going to make it happen. Cause I assume there's going to be a lot of teams for right. Alex to bring it, but I could see Barry Trotz making some calls to the Ottawa Senators and seeing what it might take them. And again, the Preds have a lot of draft capital, two sure first do. round picks this year, a slew of mid round picks the next two years, and then another first extra first round pick in 2025. So they have the capital and to go out and inquire about a yes. move like this. Uh, and so I think this is something that, you know, if you're looking for a quick rebuild, this is something I think the Predators might do they might kick on the door yep I agree. um a couple of there's a lot of ryan johansson yes uh which as we mentioned we are going to talk about tomorrow we're running low on time so let's run through some of these takes uh jacob bowden on youtube says trade johansson retain salary if you got to but he's a liability uh, you have our buddy J.W. Hood, good friend, uh, said Joey gone and Preds retain a lot of his salary to send him off. On the other hand, uh, we have Maddie at Maddie Quarter on Twitter saying Joey stays. Come on. And we win the cup next season. Tired of people trash talking 92 when he's literally done nothing to deserve it. And we're going to dive into this tomorrow on the Locked on Predators podcast. But let's have a little bit of a preview. Mm -hmm. On the scale of we need to trade Joey to we need to keep Joey, where do you land? Real quick, a little preview for tomorrow. One is keep Joey. Ten is trade Joey. I'm at a 4.8. Okay. 
I, I'm, I'm about there. I'm right, right down the middle. There's a lot of nuance to it. And we're going to dig into that tomorrow. I can't wait to have this conversation because it is, there is a whole thing going on with these $8 million centers in their future. Yeah. So we're going to do that. We're going to hear more from, uh, you know, Ryan Johansson himself and what Barry Trotz had to say uh, at the press conference. So that is coming up tomorrow. Matt Duchesne is also included in that because, hey, Remember, the Predators tried to get rid of him at one point, too. Um, that's going to be an interesting conversation to be had. That's coming up tomorrow on the Locked on Predators podcast. And until we get there, where can people find your work? You can find my work online at InsideThePreds.com. You can find me on Twitter at ANK underscore Mama on Ice. You can find me at penaltyboxradio.com. Follow me on Twitter at underscore NSMorgan. Also be sure to follow our show, LO underscore Predators on Twitter as well. And however you're listening to us, whether you're watching us on YouTube or listening on your favorite podcasting platform, hit that subscribe button so you always know when we got fresh stuff out for you. That's going to do it on today's Locked on Predators podcast. Thank you as always for making us your first listen of the day. We'll be back tomorrow with an all new episode. We'll see you then.